This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Boy band royalty is in the house, people. Chris Kirkpatrick is here today. We talk all about his recent elimination from the mass singer on Fox, epic reality show. And of course, the conversation quickly turns to NSYNC, reunions, Justin Timberlake, celebrity big brother. Let's not forget he was in the house with not only Cynthia Bailey, but Teddy Mellencamp as well. So we talked to Chris about it all. Boy band royalty, Chris Kirkpatrick is here. And then when we are done with this chat, we share, we sat down with all the members of 98 Degrees earlier this year. We share that with you, our chat, Nick Lachey and Drew Lachey and all the guys from 98 Degrees, which directly follows this chat with the one, the only Chris Kirkpatrick. Enjoy. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Chris Kirkpatrick. Hey, how you doing? What is going on? The hummingbird is in the house. The hummingbird has left the cage and is now in the house. <laughs> the, hu- the hummingbird has left the cage and is now in the house. But listen, you know, you're a founding member of InSync. You know, you've toured the world and performed on like the biggest stages, played the Super Bowl, performed on the grounds of the White House. Like what drew you to this competition, The Mass Singer? I think it was the competition and the challenge itself of having the costume on and trying to become... Uh, something else, like some kind of character. And I had no idea what I was going to be when I, when I signed up to do the show and I got there and, and they showed me the costume and I was like, well, we can make this work. And it was very heavy and very constricting, but it was very fun. Do you think, I mean, I've had other singers, you know, from the mass singer that have been, you know, eliminated at various stages. Like, do you think there's an advantage for being a singer? Do you think there's a disadvantage almost like you have to unlearn what you know? And like you said, it's different. And now you're performing in a costume. Uh, there's definitely advantage to being a singer. You know, the, the it's a singing competition. So if you know how to sing, you should do well on the show. But the, the only disadvantage is with the costume and the fact that, you know, growing up singing, I would sing one way and then you strap these heavy wings to my chest and make it very constricting. And you kind of have to learn a whole new different style. But, you know, we learned it on the fly and, and it worked out for it, the most part. For the most part. I mean, I thought I mean, I really enjoyed your performance. Like, did you are you disappointed that you are out so early? Um, I mean, of course, you're going to be disappointed you're out early. But, you know, the competition was amazing. I mean, the harp was her, whoever she is, her voice is absolutely gorgeous. And, and I don't know anything about anything, but, you know, she was just very, very good. The harp was really good. 
Well, look, your fellow in sinker Joey Fatone was on season one. He was the rabbit. And that whole season, Lance was saying like, sorry, dude, I would know that voice anywhere. I know it's you like throughout your time, you know, even though it was short or lived, like did any, did any of your fellow in sinkers or anyone kind of reach out to you and say, listen, man, that's you. Immediately. You know, it was one of those things where you open your mouth and you're singing with four guys for almost 30 years. They're going to know your voice. And if they watch the show, they're going to be like, well, this one was easy. Who kind of said it was you? Joey. Joey nailed it right away. Wow. Lance, Lance kind of nailed it. And, uh, you know, he got it. I think he kind of might have known because I think he's doing some stuff on the show. So but Joey nailed it right away. Have you heard from anyone now in the band, like now that you've been eliminated? No, not yet. I'm still uh, I'm still waiting to hear the laughter and and the jokes about being a hummingbird. Listen, at least you represented the hummingbird well, right? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That's that's our uh, that's the band's new state bird. Seriously. What about, you know, because Lance has said, and I think, of course, he was kind of kidding, but, you know, he said in the past, like, you know, why do I need to do the mass Singer? Like the time commitment, like every single season, they guess it's me. It's not me, but they always seem to think someone's me. So why would I do that show? I'm getting representation without even being there. Do you think now that, you know, you have done this, you know, and Joey, do you think Lance will ever come around? I'm really hoping to see JC do it, to be honest. I think JC would crush the show and, and, you know, he has he's kind of been hiding a little bit lately. So it'd be great to see him come out like that. Do you think out of like Lance and Justin and JC, JC would have kind of like the chance to go the farthest? JC would definitely have a chance. I mean, Justin, they're going to figure out right away, too. The minute Justin opens his mouth, they're going to know it's him. But I, I think JC would have a chance to win it all. Well, maybe like, you know, Joey thought it was you, but I swear, like I, you know, I'm a huge NSYNC fan. I'm a huge fan of a lot of the people that have been through this competition. And I, I had no, I mean, I, you start to read online and you're like, wow, people are saying it's Chris Kirkpatrick. Like, is it though? Really? How, I, I don't know how people figure this out. So you had me fooled. I think some of the real diehard fans, you know, I was looking at some of the the posts and things like that. And there were some people that were like, I will sell my house if that's not Chris. Like they just, they're, they're super fans. They know the band, they know our voices and, and they figured it out. Wow. Well, you sang a Gavin DeGraw song. Like who are some of your musical inspirations? Like who do you love in music? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm all over the board. I, I go everything. I like classic rock. I like, you know, new pop. I like um, old pop. I think it's just all kind of pop music, you know, across the board. And that could be, there's some classical, there's some country, there's some, you know, bluegrass, there's, if it's very poppy and very catchy, I like it all. I love that. Well, listen, I mean, you know, you guys came together, you know, in 2013 at the MTV Awards when Justin received the Video Vanguard Award. I mean, I know there's always, there's always this talk that resurfaces, but, you know, is there any way in world that we live in that you can see, like, you guys out on the road with Justin doing, like, a major tour again? Um, you know, nothing right now that's that we're all just kind of doing our own thing and, you know, enjoying being, I guess, single, you know, or, or single from the band. So th there, there's a lot that would have to happen for the five of us to agree on. And that, that's all across the board. That's not pointing the finger at any one person, just the five of us are just in different places in our heads. And you guys are all busy, like, like you said trying to be busy, trying to stay busy. I'd be a lot busier if I didn't get kicked off, but. Are you going to sit at home now and watch the rest of the competition, you know, as people are unveiled every week? Yeah, of course. Cause now I'm, now I'm really wondering who the harp is. Cause she really was good. And I, and I haven't Googled anything either. Like I, I can't figure out who the harp is too, but I thought the harp was phenomenal. Yeah. She was really good. That's like the great thing about the mass singers. Like every year you think you might know who it is. And at least for me, I never come close. Yeah. So the judges have been, been pretty close this year. Like they're, they're really guessing, you know, on, and they've, they've guessed a lot of them, even on my show. And then on the, on the last episode, they've been really good at their guesses. Just not my guess. 
they're like they're they're, they're very good at their jobs these days. Yeah. What about like if could you ever see Insane going out on the road? You know, like kind of like John Mayer does with The Grateful Dead, or like you know Adam Lambert has done with Queen, like you know, with someone to replace Justin, if it wasn't going to be Justin, if you guys all had time? And if so, who who could you see that being? Well, no, because, you know, first of all, the band was the five of us. And second of all, you know, there's no, it's not even, it's not Justin, the one that's stopping this all from happening. You know, like I said, we're all kind of in different head spaces on what we could work and what would work. So, you know, even four of us going out, three of us going out, the most you're ever probably going to get is two of us. And that's probably me and Joey clowning around doing, you know, the, the bunch of shows that we always do. I love it. Well, you know, this isn't your first, you know, rodeo when it comes to reality TV. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Big Brother and Celebrity Big Brother. How was that experience for you? Yeah, this has been a this has been a year for the books, for sure. You know, I, I was also a fan of that show. And that one was definitely a lot more stressful than this one was. This one was just a little nerve wracking. That one was very stressful. And, and, you know, it really, I've, I've been a huge fan of both of these shows, but Big Brother really has kind of changed a little bit. And it's really becoming something that's not, the game isn't fun anymore. Like it's not, it's not just naturally, hey, let's do this. And I'm, and I'm even talking about backstabbing and stuff too. There's just this new underlying tone to it that just you know really I, I can't be on celebrity big brother and you know be pushed around and accused of you know lies or whatever so really it, it's really kind of changed a bit and and I love the old format of just going out there and clowning and and lying to people and backstabbing them and throwing them under the bus but not in a in a very hurtful way and I think that's becoming part of the norm now yeah, like when you look back to like season, the early seasons, like Dr. Will and all that, like it was phenomenal gameplay, but it really has changed. Right. And it, and it was gameplay. You know, that's what it was. It was gameplay. But I also said that I was on Celebrity Big Brother. I wasn't on Big Brother. You know, that's a completely different monster. And there's, you know, I can't go on, on and pretend like I'm a bartender somewhere and get away with it. You know, I've got, I'm who I am and I have a history and I have four other guys that I have to worry about you know, ruining their career, their reputations over something that I do or say. So, you know, it makes it a lot more difficult. Well, you play the game with such honor. I mean, you really talk about taking one for the team. I mean, that is literally what you did with your elimination. Like, do you regret anything from your time there? No, not at all. I mean, I think, I think the show, I could see where the show was going and it wasn't a direction that I wanted to go in. So no regrets from Celebrity Big Brother then? No regrets, no regrets. I, you know, right after the show, I thought it was a lot of stress and I needed some therapy for a little while, but you know, after that, I'm, I'm really glad I did. It was a lot of fun. Unlike this show, which, you know, The Masked Singer was, you know, complete opposite. I mean, I went in feeling nervous about doing the songs, but really comfortable in, in, the, in the setup of it, in that it was a music show and I could go out and just perform. Would you do The Masked Singer all over again if you were asked? A hundred percent that that's I would do that till they got sick of me, but I think you can only do it once. So you would have to like change your voice completely if you wanted to do it again. That would be a lot of fun. What about what advice would you give? You know, like if JC called you and said, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, like, you know, should I do it? Like, what advice would you give him from this whole experience? If he, he called you and said, hey, listen, they contacted me. I'm thinking of doing this. Um, I would just tell him to, to go for it because his voice is so amazing and it, it needs to be heard again and he needs to be doing something. And, and I think this will be a good start. This is, what did you, did you learn anything about yourself from this experience, even though it was shorter lived than you might've liked, like as a singer or just as a person or as a performer? I think, um, I think definitely, you know, it's, it was, it was a great experience and I learned that I love to challenge myself and I won't say no, because I'm afraid to do something, you know, it's like, no matter what, I, I want to go for it and try it. And whether that was big brother, whether that was mass singer, you know, it was, 
it was those things that I jumped into and said, you know, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm just going to do it and have fun. It was great. Well, listen, like, I mean, we talked about the Super Bowl when we first started, like, I think one of the best Super Bowl performances ever, like you, you know, and sync Britney Aerosmith, you know, Britney recently, you know, you guys are from that era of music, which is so nostalgic for so many of us. Like Britney recently said, like, you know, that from performing like during the conservatorship, like she's still traumatized and like, she might never perform again. Like just from someone who's performed with her, like, do you think that's really true that Britney will never perform again? Um, I hope not. You know, I, I hope not. She's, I think she still has a bit more to give and you know, she's a great person. And I know she's been through a ton in the last few years and going back even farther than that, but hopefully she has her head on, the right way and she can really see through things and and get back out there and and do it again i hope so too and hold me closer i don't know if you've listened to that on not with her and elton john it's it's great yeah i love it i love it and and just to hear her voice again is awesome now that I've come out of the closet and shared with you that I've been living with eczema and skin irritation and breakouts ever since I was young, I've been hearing from so many of you. And I realized like this doesn't just affect me, it affects so many people. Now I've tried a lot of different products over the years, but I have to tell you about Glad Skin. Do you ever wonder what actually causes your skin irritation and inflammation? It's a disruption in the bacterial environment. It's an imbalance and Glad Skin specifically works to target that imbalance. They use a micro imbalance, which is a revolutionary protein that restores the balance of the good and bad bacteria that live on your skin so it can finally heal. For me, Glad Skin has been a game changer. It's so effective that 91% of users, which are adults and children who have tried their top selling eczema cream reported significant improvement after just seven days, 91%. If you've been frustrated with your treatment options, don't wait to try GladSkin. GladSkin is offering my listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash velvet. That's gladskin.com slash velvet for 15% off plus free shipping gladskin.com slash velvet. Did you ever think about how bald men shave their head? I mean, it's a legitimate question. I have a lot of bald friends and I can tell you, they're always complaining about like shaving their heads. The razors are subpar and they don't work. It's made me think about it. And I have to tell you, I have a solution. So anyone that has a bald friend or is bald, ladies, if you have a bald man in your life, listen up. Any razor that they're using that's made for your face or anything else, that's wrong. Razors are made to shave flat surfaces. So what bald men and women need is the Flex Series Electric Shaver from Freedom Grooming. This shaver has five rotary blades that individually flex for a closer shave. Compared to the old school razors that you guys are all probably using, the Flex Series shaves 50% more hair in a single stroke. All my bald friends who have tried the Freedom Grooming product are thanking me. So listen, for upcoming holidays, birthdays, or just because, get your bald guy the best shaver of his life. Freedom is giving our listeners an exclusive discount. Visit freedomgrooming.com dot com slash velvet and get 20% off. That's freedomgrooming.com slash velvet for 20% off today. Well, listen, you know, Celebrity Big Brother, The Mass Singer. I mean, is there anything else you want to tell us? Like, might we see you and Joey on Amazing Race one day? Yeah, that's, that's up next. Amazing Race. Um, so you think you can cook? Uh, we're just going to run the gamut now and, and do as much as we possibly can. So... Absolutely. Do you, you know, are you working on any new music? You know, I mean, I know you've done a lot of solo stuff in your time. I have not put anything new out in a long time. I'm actually, I've been on tour this year with this Pop 2000 tour, and it's been a blast because I can fly out. I go on the weekends. They have shows on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, sometimes four shows, three shows, two shows, one show. And you know, I can I can fly out, do the show, then I'm back here in Nashville to be with my kid and take him to school every day. What's the best thing about being a father? Uh, I think it's when my son sees things in a new way and makes me kind of see things in, the, in that new way, too, whereas it's something I've been used to and and you take for granted. But then when you hear him talk about it, you hear him say something about it it kind of brings it back to that beginning stage of, oh yeah, that is kind of neat. I never really thought about that or, you know, and just that uh, my wife and I made 
our best friend. You know, it's like we went to a factory and picked out what we wanted and we got our best friend. So it's been, it's, 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 there's so many things I love about it. Does your son like understand like, you know, what you did and like how you toured the world? Like, does he have that, you know, like, listen, we're all, people are obsessed with celebrity and pop culture. And like you said, like the fans for NSYNC run so deep, like, does he have a full understanding or are you just daddy? He's really, I mean, I'm definitely just daddy, but he's really starting to develop. He's, he'll be five in October. So he's at that age and he's already been through the experimental um, YouTube thing where he's like, dad, I Googled all of your videos and he'll watch all the videos, all the songs. And randomly I'll hear him just singing one of the songs that I'm like, where did you even hear that song? But he he's definitely started to notice it and, and he'll see if, if we're out and people ask for pictures or, you know, if he comes out to the shows or on tour, you know, he definitely is like, you know, this is a little different than most kids' dads. Absolutely. Well, as we wrap up, like if you could do a duet with anyone, and I've really enjoyed your time on The Mass Singer, love The Hummingbird, but like if you could do a duet with anyone, like who would be at the top of your list? Oh man, there's, there's, there's so many. I mean, there's, there's the duets I would have done growing up, like with the Freddie Mercury's or the Paul McCartney's. And then there's the duets I did and would do in the heyday of the band, like, you know, anything from like maybe um, uh, Mark McGrath, who's on tour with us now with Sugar Ray. And then, you know, voices now that are just amazing harry styles his new record and everything is just unbelievable and, and what these kids are doing there's there's really there's tons of all over the place that i'd love to do so and f- f- harry styles's stuff is great and final question like do you look at like you look at like a bts i mean like they've just taken this boy band formula yeah. and just it's on acid now like right. are you ever like amazed at like the juggernaut of BTS and what it is and like what the boy band of today's day and age has become. Um, Definitely. You know, it's, it's very impressive uh, what they do for sure. You know, I think that juggernaut has always been there. It's always just changed ideals. You know, when the new kids were out, they were the new kids and it was all about the new kids. Then it was us and the backstreet boys and 90 degrees. So there was kind of a, you know, three bands all kind of, duking it out and then there was one direction and now there's you know bts and it's almost like every one that comes next has to be better than the one before or you could just go out and find like what the one before was and have that group come out but and they've done a great job of it you know bts is amazing one direction is amazing it's, it's fun to see these kids do their thing it really is well you know i thoroughly enjoyed you know like i said Congratulations on the Mass Singer experience. I'm going to keep saying Joey and Chris for Amazing Race. Love the <laughs> hummingbird. And I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me and my audience. So, and, you know, thank you to everyone at Fox for making this happen too. So thank you, Chris. The rabbit and the hummingbird on the Amazing Race. Let's go. Let's just put that into the universe. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. Take hey. care. Bye. How great was that? Chris is royalty in sync, guys, in sync. And now here we share our chat from earlier this year with Nick Lachey, Drew Lachey, and all the guys from 98 Degrees. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by a bunch of iconic guys who have sold more than 15 million albums worldwide, have had more than eight singles in the top 40 are about to kick off the fall leg of their tour. The members of 98 Degrees, Jeff Timmons, Justin Jeffrey, Drew Lachey, and Nick Lachey. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? What's up? What is going on? How are you guys doing? You are just about to complete your summer, 98 Days of Summer campaign. You have a show tonight. That's right. We have a show at Mandalay Bay, and we're real excited to be back at it, doing shows again after 18 months off that we didn't want to be off, so... (laughs) It's an exciting time. I mean, is, is it just so nice, you know, to be together as a band and after COVID just to be back out on the road? Yeah, I mean, I think for all of us, clearly, I mean, for, for society in general, I think COVID put a lot of things in perspective. Um, I think for us, it made us realize how much we enjoy performing together and making music together. Um, and I, I think 
that combined with age and, you know, being able to reflect on, you know, the 25 year run that we've had together, it just makes you appreciate everything a little bit more. And so we're happy to be back out on the road performing and, and uh, trying to trying to have fun, make music that people are enjoying. Well, speaking of making music, talk to us about the new single, Where Do You Want to Go? That's one song which has become a quick fan favorite. Yeah, no, uh, Where Do You Want to Go for us was kind of like, as soon as we heard it, we were like, we have to record this song. This is a perfect song for the summer, um, kind of a way for us to get back out there and, and like just like to say, you know, where do you want to go after these 18 months? Anywhere, uh, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, so for us, it was, it was a great song, a great hook. Uh, it just really felt uh like something that we could really get our, our heads around and we sound really good singing and then clearly we made a video that you know was a little nostalgic nod to uh to some uh some of the 90s fashions that we um <laughs> hesitantly wore uh but you know it's, it's just been a lot of fun to promote and, and to be a part of that song do you we guys broke a record um longest span in between top 40 uh hits are on a on a chart our charting hits on the ac chart so really? 21 years yeah we're the first group or I guess the longest running span. Really? Uh, yes, yeah. we did. Twenty one years. So, wow. so that's a record books again. Yes. So, wow. I I did not know that. Listen, you guys are breaking more records by the day, right? <laughs> Was it nice to dress in the nineties fashions again? No, <laughs> no, it, it was terrible. They were bad then, and they're still bad. No, uh, you know, I, I think they're com- they're more comfortable. You they know, are. Jeans are a lot more comfortable than skinny jeans. Let's be real. Um, no, I, I think for us, it was fun, um, you know, just kind of wear the bucket hats again and the, the sunglasses and the chains and things like that. Um, you know, I, I think we, we've definitely, um, we, we, I think we might win a, have a record for most terrible outfits worn too. Um, We're definitely up there. Yeah. So I, I think for us, it, it, it was a little, little, there was a little PTSD involved in it, uh, but you know, it's, it's fun and, and the fans seem to love it. You guys make them look so good, though. Well, Where Do You Want to Go is also off this great new remix album, which is great. How did you decide which songs to put on that album? Was that like, a, was it let's just go with our biggest hits or was there a process to decide what you wanted to remix? Because it's so catchy, these dance, these dance. Well, the guy that did it and actually produced Where Do You Want to Go, is, you know, he's a DJ. So he had, he had um, done a fine job on, you know, just picking out his favorite songs of ours. Of course, you had to have the hits in there. We picked out some other ones, some more obscure ones, and just flipped everything great. We loved everything we heard. As a matter of fact, tonight, there's a deluxe version of the remix album being dropped on all the DSPs out there. It has uh, the hardest thing on it as well. So, you know, we're, we're really kind of running with all that and, and, and enjoying the, the fruits of, of his labor with the remixes and stuff like that. And people seem to be loving it. So we're excited. I love it. Well, let's go back for a minute. Is this true that you guys were discovered at a Boys to Men concert? I mean, discovered, yeah, in, in, in a certain way. Our, our goal going to that concert was kind of do the same thing they did, which was like sing their way backstage, meet them. Um, they met, you know, Michael Bivens back in the day. We wanted to meet them, hope, you know, hopefully get our big break. Uh, and while we didn't meet them, we actually met um, the man who eventually became our first manager uh, and, uh, and, and got us kind of started in this business so i guess if you want to say there was like a big break moment i guess that would be it you know the the the, uh the boys man concert and and uh and singing our way backstage acapella and all that kind of stuff so yeah that definitely set set things in motion um for us and and that ended up in uh in a record deal with motown and the rest is history right rest is history (laughs) well on one of your early excursions on the road you guys opened for janet jackson what was that like that was great. We got to open for Janet Jackson in Hawaii. And at the time, I think it was the biggest concert they had ever had. And so we're huge Janet Jackson fans. And that was such a great tour. So it was great to share the stage with her. Do you guys still keep in touch with Janet? For some reason, she stopped returning our calls. <laughs> Did we even meet Janet? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever met Janet. I think honestly. we might have met her for a second. I think we waved to her yeah, from across we, the we stage. We said, hey, what's up? Yeah, I, don't, I don't think it was there. We met her at a different yeah, event. Yeah. 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 Hey, we opened for you. Oh, yeah, that I was mean, great. I've got her yeah. on speed dial. <laughs> we, uh, we chat every once in a while. She has a restraining order against Justin, <laughs> so it's a little awkward now. So does everybody. Well, I was going to say, like, if I speak to her, I'll tell her to return your calls. Please, please. Well, you guys are also now being managed by Johnny Wright, who is also Justin Timberlake's manager. Might we see a possible collab? No. 
we have a, we have a strict rule that we don't collaborate with people that are very successful and talented. No, no, no I mean, obviously we would, we would love to. Um, and, and, you know, there's lots of people out there. I mean, obviously Justin's, you know, at the top of the top of the food chain, uh, in the music industry. And obviously there's lots of people that we would love to collaborate with. Um, you know, Bruno Mars is definitely on that list too. I think we have a lot of, a lot of love and respect for what he's doing. Um, you know, Dua Leap obviously is huge right now. Uh, there's, I mean, the list could go on and on and on, but, um, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta respect the longevity that, that he's been able to have and the hits he's been able to write. So, um, yeah, Johnny's got good luck with, with musical acts. He's got a good, good track record. I'm just thinking Dua Leap on 98 Degrees. I am here for that one. We are too. So are we. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're exactly. too. So yep. we get her on the phone. <laughs> Well, I mean, you guys have had so many iconic collabs. Like you work with Stevie Wonder, Mariah. What was it like to work with Mariah? She was awesome, man. I mean, as you can imagine, you know, we were a little intimidated going into that project, you know, working with a, you know, a legend, a diva like Mariah. And, and Joe at the time was just on top of the world too. So we were, we were definitely uh, a little intimidated, but she was awesome. Uh, couldn't have been nicer and couldn't have been more, uh, and, you know, more welcoming, you know, for us as a young group. And, and uh, yeah, one of, one of, definitely one of the highlights of our, our career. Uh, thank God I found you, the song we did with, with she and Joe. Remember the good old days? And I'm really dating myself here. I know when you had to like go to your psychiatrist's office and like sit there and wait in the waiting room and it was quiet and you were looking at people around you and you had to wait and you had to walk there and you had to drive there. Mental health and therapy and psychiatry has never been so simple. Now that you're able to access mental health and the comfort of your own device, it's never been so simple to schedule. Talkspace, it's really changed the game. You can send messages to your dedicated therapist and the Talkspace platform. You could schedule your sessions. You can help set goals all from your device. You never have to leave your home. And if you're like me and you travel and you're really never in one place for more than a few months, it's great. You don't have to keep changing therapists. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food, eating. As a listener of Behind the Velvet Rope, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash velvet. To get $100 off, that's Talkspace.com slash velvet. And it really became one of your biggest hits of all time. Yeah, it was the number one. So yeah, awesome. Who doesn't love a little Mariah? What about, tell me about, you guys appeared at the Michael Jackson's iconic Madison Square Garden 30th anniversary show, which was phenomenal. Did you guys get to meet Michael ever? We sort of got to meet him a year before at, the, at Madison Square Garden. It was a, it was a radio show and uh, he came out and the place just exploded. Um, you know, you could just feel the energy. Whitney Houston was there. And uh, he came down and shook everybody's hands on the stage. So we very briefly got to meet the King of Pop. So that was a great honor. Do you guys have a favorite 98 Degree song that, you know, like we all know how record companies work and, you know, there's hits and whatever. Do you guys have a favorite song that didn't become a hit? That's kind of like a B-side or a, mm. de- a, a deep cut? We had one called Heaven's Missing an Angel that was really good. Yesterday's Letter. We had... I wasn't over you. I mean, I could go if on about all my knew. favorite ones. Yeah. Baby, can I touch you there? That's right. <laughs> that was a secret one. Yeah, that was that was, one. That one got released that's overseas, a, that's a, that's but a, not that's the same. That's not a B side. That's like a <laughs> G side. That's, that's a triple X side. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I think every every artist probably has songs that they have different stories to, or they connected to in different ways that you know for one reason or another weren't right for radio or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, we have we have a bunch. Um, I think we probably all have different ones that we enjoy performing as well, too. I think the the ones that you get the best reaction from the fans with, too, those are always uh, ones that you, you definitely are drawn to as well. Do you guys have a song that maybe you're like, you know, it's a huge hit, so we're going to perform it, but you're like, we've done this one so many times, guys. <laughs> no, honestly, what makes it fun is, is the reaction we get from our fans. So if, if they're loving it, we love doing it. What about, you know, like we talk about like Stevie, Mariah, I mean, you guys are legends in and of yourself, but do you ever get starstruck? I mean, you guys have met like everyone. Do you ever get starstruck? Oh, hell, hell yeah. I think, I think we get starstruck around athletes more than we get starstruck around entertainers sometimes, you know, but of course, yeah. I mean, there's, there's people that we look up to and have looked up to and are inspirations to us. And you have the fortunate, you know, moment to meet those people. It's, 
you know, Drew particularly had a, a tongue-tied moment once backstage at Regis and Kelly when he saw Harrison Ford and literally couldn't get words out of his mouth. It was oh, words came out. They just weren't the right words. <laughs> Were you just like, what? You just were so, you didn't know what to say. And then you're like, oh my God, I just made a fool of myself. No, well, yes. But, uh, you know, I wanted to prove that I wasn't just like a surface fan. Like, oh, Rares the Last Ark, you know, oh, Star Wars. Yeah. So I threw out American Graffiti as just those two words just hung in the air. Yeah, they've lived in 98 degree um, infamy. American yeah. Graffiti will always be the inside. And then Han Solo sure. literally looked at me and just kind of shook his head. And it, <laughs> he actually left Harrison Ford speechless. He didn't know. <laughs> See, that's got to be good. Well, on that note, on the other side of it, I mean, I'm sure you, you, know, you guys have very loyal fans. Have you guys ever had, like, what's the strangest fan interaction you've ever had? We've had a few. We've had quite a few. So. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you you definitely have the, you know, the kind of, ones that you hear, you know, the front row kind of visual situations that happen. Um, but I mean, in, in Asia, we had, you know, people sneak into housekeeping carts to get onto our floor, which had like special security on it. And then like, they're like jumping out to take pictures. Um, back in the early days, we had a motor home. We had people sneak onto our motor home uh, on the tour buses. Yeah, I'd say uh, it, it gets a little kind of crazy. It's I can imagine. So switching gears for a minute, Nick, the other night you presented at the VMAs with Lance Bass from NSYNC and AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. So could you guys ever see a mega tour with 98 Degrees, NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, no, we, we've, we've talked about that a lot. I mean, that would be, I mean, I think the fans would really, really enjoy to see those three groups together on one stage in one night. Um, and we've kind of loosely talked about it. So, you know, it's one of those things you kind of put out in the, in, into the, uh, into the atmosphere and see if, uh, see if it ever comes back. But I think for us, you know, and for the fans, I think it would, it would be, uh, it would be a real kind of blockbuster dream come true kind of night. So uh, fingers crossed we can make that happen at some point. And it would be a lot of fun, right? You guys would have fun on the road. Oh yeah. 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 No, we, I mean, we, we love all those guys. I mean, we, we certainly, as you saw the other night, I mean, we, we have a camaraderie and a, and a brotherhood with all those guys. We all kind of came up at the same time and knew each other and uh, appreciate each other. So the opportunity to, uh, to do that and, and share that stage would be, uh, would be awesome. I mean, of course, 98 degrees would have to be the headliner, but. You know. <laughs> well, with all the records we've broken. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think for anybody um, who's a fan of pop music from, from, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, that, that would be a, a show. And it didn't matter who went first, who went last, if the, it was intermixed, it, it really didn't matter. It would just be a great night of, uh, of music and it'll be a lot of fun. So, you know, like Nick said, we put that out there in the universe and hopefully it comes back. I know. I'm just trying to cause shade. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm up to no good at this moment. Well, what about the reunion phase, you know, like the Pussycat Dolls and like the Spice Girls? Nostalgia, like people, people want it. Like, what do you think that is about like, you know, the 90s and just we can't get enough? Well, I think it was more innocent time. And, uh, you know, of course, with everything going on with whether it's the, the COVID or, you know, just all the troubles in the world, it's sort of nice to look back to a time where it was more simple and, and kind of, you know, when you were coming of age and, and growing up and it's kind of a comforting thing to hear music from the past like that. And too, I think music was, was a little different too. I think it was more song driven, you know I mean? Now it's, it's so rhythmic. It's so beat driven. It's so, I think back then it was, it was much more about the songs, much more about the hooks, much more about the melodies. And I think that those melodies take you back to those times. And so, um, you know, so the nostalgia, Part of it is, is, you know, it's kind of hypnotic. It takes people back. They want to go back to Justin's point. They want to go back to a time when they had their first kiss, when they, you know, when they were at their, you know, junior prom, slow dancing to I do. You know, I mean, the, those those moments are fun to relive and fun to revisit. And and the music takes you there. Um, so we're lucky enough to have been one of those groups that was part of that time and, and lucky enough to be able to take people back to those moments. It was a, just the music was different. I find myself 99% of the time going to the 90s section of my playlist. <laughs> what about when bands like, you know, like Posh Spice, like said she's not going to be involved. Like, do you think like, is that like a cop out when like not all the members of the band kind of want to participate? I, I think no. it's, it's every person has to be okay with it. I mean, touring is not necessarily the easiest thing in the world. 
Um, and, you know, different people have different things going on in their lives. Obviously, um, you know, it, it's not quite the same without members, but, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think you can hold it against a, anybody because they, it's not right for what's going on in their life at the time or in their situation. Um, you know, if, if I went and saw the Spice Girls, I would love for all five of them to be there. But, you know, we've all got our favorites. So as long as your fave is there, you're good. Look, if I was married to David Beckham, I wouldn't leave either. <laughs> Neither would I, Nick. Neither would I. Call it a day and say, you, girl, you four girls go have fun. Oh, you would probably you. never see me again. So I, I, I totally understand. Well, you know, I lost a few sleepless nights in 2003 when you guys went on your temporary hiatus for a moment. You had lots of side projects or things to keep you busy. Justin, I know you were involved in politics, but... Let's talk about some Chippendales action, Jeff. Yeah. There we go. How was that? It was great. <laughs> not your, oh, base, not your basement <laughs> videos. No, we're talking about actual. It was a cool experience. You know, look, I was honestly, I was extremely reluctant to do it. I had been asked to do it for years. But, you know, again, I have to clarify that I only hosted the show. I didn't dance in the show. I didn't, you know, strip in the show. I hosted the show and sang some covers of our songs and sang some original music and sort of pushed it along. It ended up being a really extraordinary success because the press put it out there basically that I was stripping because you do do an obligatory, you know, ripping of the shirt. But when I'm, when you see me next to these guys that are, you know, 10 and 20 years, my junior, and they're like twice my size and twice as big, you know, I, I sprinted for the exit as soon, as soon as I did that little gimmick. But it ultimately was a really great experience for me. It, it made me fall in love with Vegas. And I stayed after that and did some other things here and, you know, created my own bail review called Men of the Strip, which was fun and successful and all that stuff. So it was ultimately a great experience. He may have said no at first, but you can only keep these pecs. That's it. Down so long. <laughs> if I wasn't so tired, I'd juggle them for you. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> next time. I mean, listen, if you have it, you might as well flaunt it, right? That's it. <laughs> well, also, Nick, Andrew, Dancing with the Stars. I mean, we have a Maribel trophy between the two of you, right? Yeah. So I have to use the restroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be, I'll be... No, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, we've always kind of been open to exploring new opportunities and putting ourselves out there and, and trying new things. Um, you know, at least that's my excuse. I don't know what Nick's excuse is. You know, I have, he I have he knew exactly what he was signing up for. It was an incredibly short-sighted decision <laughs> that I, I uh, that I have to live with the rest of my life. But, but Nick okay. was a champion of the mass Singer. They, we have two reality uh, competition show champions in our group. Hey, by the way, only boy banders to win either competition. Just what saying. Really? Just, while we're talking about records. Just really? Saying. Yeah. Another record. I did not know that either. I mean, I've watched all of it, but I haven't really done interesting. Okay. And you have a new show coming up, Nick, on Fox. Yeah, it's called Alter Ego. It's going to come on after Mass Singer, coincidentally. Uh, it premieres the 22nd. And uh, yeah, it's a really, really crazy cool show. Great, talented singers. And, and combining that with incredible, like, cutting-edge technology, people performing behind these computer-generated avatar alter egos. So it's a very, very cool show. I'm super excited about it. That sounds so cool. And the previews look great. How hard was Dancing with the Stars just in terms of like the span of everything you've done in your career? I've talked to so many people that have been on the show. Was it as hard as everyone says? Are you asking me or the champ? Over there? I mean, you did win, Drew, so you must have been hard. Yeah, no, but... I, I think, uh, I mean, clearly the, the competition got more and more intense once people knew what they were signing up for. They knew the amount of hours that they would have to put into it. Um, but I think like anything new, you're you have to train your body to work in a way that it hasn't in the past. I mean, you're using muscles, regardless of how good of shape you're in that you've never used before. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rigorous. Um, but you know, it's a lot of fun too. Once you get the adrenaline of that live show too, when you hear that theme song kick in, it's a lot of fun to be a part of as well. It was an absolute nightmare for me. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like when I heard the theme song kick in, I wanted to run out of did did Vanessa enjoy it at least a little more than you, Nick? Oh, way more, way more. No, she, I mean, she's a dancer. I, I thought that I could overcome my fear of dancing by dancing. Same way like I overcame my fear of sharks by learning how to scuba with Drew. I, I thought this was a way to like kind of cathartically like get, and it didn't work at all. No, it was absolutely horrifying for me. It was my worst nightmare. Um, He's and, still in therapy. And, and it showed, it yeah. showed. It, it, my, my, I didn't do well, so. Stay in your lane. That's what I learned out of that decision. Stay in your lane. Do what you do. Leave the other stuff to the other people. Stay in your lane. 
So I guess if there was, you know, we have Big Brother, Survivor, all these all-stars. If there was going to be a Dancing with the Star all-stars where they're going to invite back people, even winners, would you guys do it again? They already did that. They already, they did that, uh, I guess it was season 15 and I did do it and it did, it wasn't successful. Um, but now yeah. there's talk. I thought, I heard some talk that they might do it again. Well, the, yeah, I, I don't think they would. <laughs> Drew and I are destined for the amazing race. If there was ever a sibling amazing no race, we would kill that shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> we would, no question. I mean, I think if you guys took time in between your tour and you wrote to picked up the phone and called CBS and said you actually wanted to do it, I bet you they would find a place for you in the next season. That's a great idea. I would love to see that because I right? think if I were to place, place a bet here in Vegas, I would bet on these two winning that. We'd be sure. in traction for years <laughs> after. Our bodies are not built for that anymore, but we would go down swinging. I promise you that. Well, it's a really good show. Well, speaking of reality TV for a minute, Nick, you were part of one of the biggest reality TV shows of all time. If they were going to recast Newlyweds today, who do you think would be a good couple? Maybe like Justin Bieber and Haley. I mean, I think we got to go. We got to go Ben Affleck and J-Lo at this point, right? I mean, come on. It's all the heats on those two. Let's let, let them carry the torch. And they made their red carpet debut the other night. Did you see that? It's, it's something to be seen. Yes, they 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 look terrible. It was disgusting. I, mean, I know. They, they look like they fabulous. I mean, she doesn't age. I mean, Ben was like, oh, okay, I can still clean up. You know, it, it, was, it was pretty awesome. Have you ever seen Jennifer Lopez perform live? It's insane. Yes. Yeah. She's she's a uh, she's a freak of nature. She is like the eighth wonder of the world. You're like, I don't understand any of this. No, but I, I like it anyway. I love it. Well, and then this is my last question about reality TV, I promise. I know that she's very busy with NCIS Hawaii, which is going to be the best show ever. But would you ever do a reality show with Vanessa if people came knocking on your door, Nick, in, say, 2021 or 2022? Uh, I mean, we've hosted reality shows together. Like, we obviously host Love is Blind and season two coming February 2022. Which is another brilliant show. Um, doing a show in the vein of, of the show you mentioned earlier, which I will not name because I have gone to therapy to not name it. Um, I'm sorry. It is, uh, no, we would never, we would never do that. Um, I think now it's a different, it's just a different landscape. And, and when you have kids and you have, you know, we, there was, there's just no, there's no real upside um, for us to, you know, to do something like that. Um, but yeah, we, we enjoy reality TV. Obviously it's been very good to, to me and to us and we enjoy hosting it and we enjoy being involved with it in other ways, but to be part of a fly on the wall kind of show like that, um, you know, definitely not. Well, I'm sorry I mentioned it. I hope that I don't add no, your no, therapy no, no. bells. Totally, totally kidding. No, well, you guys are, you know, you're all great. You've done a ton of reality TV. I mean, you guys seem so together. Do you keep in touch, like, when you're not on tour? We try not to. Um, you know, I, I mean, yes, we all do. Because clearly it's, you know, if you're not on tour, if you're not making music, you're planning for the next tour and planning for the music you're going to make or, um, you know, things along those lines. But if we're also you know, as dysfunctional as we are between the four of us, we're, we're a family, you know, we're, we're four brothers. So um, for, for better, for worse, we're in each other's lives <laughs> forever. So um, yeah, we do, we do keep in contact. We do, do talk. We, you know, I'm going to say something that sounds like cheesy and rehearsed and, and that's all well and good, but like, literally I like, I now have to fly from Hawaii to go do shows with these guys. And I don't, it's not about the money for me. It's literally about the hang. It's about, it's about my brothers. It's about hanging and doing what we love to do and being on stage and having fun and drinking a couple beers. And like, it's, it's about, it's about that side of it as opposed to, you know, this is not, I mean, yes, it's a, it's a business and, and we do what we do as a job, so to speak, but we truly are, you know, a family. We've been through so much and, and, uh, and these are, these are my brothers, literally my brother and my other two brothers. And we do it because we love it, you know, and, and we, had, we enjoy doing it. We enjoy spending the, you know, spending time together and being on stage together. Have you had a hard time adjusting to life in Hawaii? I mean, it's definitely different. You know what I mean? It's like, it's uh, when you go to Hawaii on vacation, it's like you just relax. And then when you're there living, you're like, okay, it, it really is kind of like the relaxing you know, place. Like there's not a ton going on, but at the same time, it's, it's beautiful. And um, so we're loving it. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a total change of lifestyle, but I think it's a change in all the right ways. If that makes any kind of sense, like it's, it's good to, recognize that you need to slow down every now and then and, and kind of take a breath. So 
um, yeah, the family and I are, are really enjoying it and, uh, and she's enjoying the show and it's all, uh, all good stuff. What about you guys are about to, you know, as this 98 degrees of summer campaign comes to an end, you're about to kick off your fall dates where you're on the, you're on the road for quite a while, almost throughout the end of this year. What can we, are you, first of all, are you excited for your fall leg of this tour and what can we expect to see on the tour? Of course. I mean, we're excited to be back. I mean, we were cooped up for, like everybody else for a year and a half and it's great to see, you know, live, live, a live fan base out there, be back up on stage, you know, to make, Nick's point together with my brothers we're having this is more like an ex escape for us now than a job so we were uh, you know so sort of relishing in the moment and happy to be out there and, and excited to see our fans up close and personal yeah don't tell our wives we like getting away but you know you're, you're making money you're keeping people happy like <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a win-win for everybody right it sure is it's definitely a blessing well, where do you want to go is such a big hit and a fan favorite. Like I said in the beginning, you know, I have to ask the obvious question. Could we expect more new music from 98 Degrees soon? Definitely. Yeah, we've recorded some new music and we're going to continue to record. So we're really having fun, not only performing, but also making new music. I love it. Anything else you guys want to share with us before we wrap up? I like to give people a chance at the end. Anything I didn't bring up that you have on your minds that you would like to get out there? Just next year, we're celebrating our 25th anniversary. We're going to be uh, doing a lot of big things, releasing a lot of new music, a lot of surprises for everybody, and uh, we're excited to be back at it. What is 25? Your gold anniversary? Here? No, gold is 25 is silver, I think. Your, your pewter? Gold is gold is 50. 10. <laughs> yeah, I think 50 is gold and 25 is silver, but yeah. 25 is no nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, we're excited. So, I love it. Well, I will be at your shows. I will be at everything. You guys are great. You make great music. Love the new song. And, you know, thank you for still doing what you do, really. Honestly, it's a pleasure. Hey, appreciate thank it. Thank you for caring. We appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. Take care. I really appreciate your time. Have a go. You too. Bye. All right. Take care. Aloha. Aloha. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.